Greetings everyone, welcome to Libertarian Europe. The theme of today's podcast is Romania under the dictatorship of Ceausescu and the anti-communist revolution of 1989, and we have a special guest to talk about this subject today, Marius Mioc. Marius was born in 1968 in the Socialist Republic of Romania. He's an engineer and a writer. Marius Mioc wrote several books and articles, especially about the Romanian Revolution of 1989. Marius was part of the anti-communist Romanian Revolution in 1989, and he was arrested during the first day of the revolution and spent six days in jail until the communist regime collapsed. Welcome, Marius. Hello. So, uh, how was life under the dictatorship of Ceausescu? I was born uh, in 68, uh, not long after Ceausescu took power in Romania. Uh, he, uh, I was, in the year I was born, there were a lot of kids which were born in Romania because Ceausescu just uh, um, uh, forbid the abortions. And in my generation, it was double the number of kids uh, like in the previous generation. And uh, uh, it was uh, in school, we, we were 45 people in one classroom, for example, which was a lot bigger than before because there were a lot of kids. Okay, being born in this system, this was the life I considered normal because uh, we don't have many much information about what is outside uh, Romania. Only uh, what propaganda told. Uh, and as a kid, especially, uh, you try to believe uh, what older people are telling you. And uh, uh, the system was uh, indoctrination, uh, starting from uh, the school. Uh, it was a political organization for school children. Starting in second grades, you became member of the pioneer organization, which is uh, uh, like a communist organization for kids between uh, eight and uh, fourteen years. And then, after fourteen years, is the communist youth organization, and uh, afterwards. Uh, uh, you can enter in the Communist Party. The Communist Party was the only one which uh, was allowed to exist. Uh, and uh, everything was under the control of the Communist Party, not only the politics and the press, but also the economy, because this is the socialist system. Uh, the state is uh, controlling the entire economy. All factories are state-owned. And this is a very powerful tool to control people because the professional career of all people depends the, on the state. And uh, if a person is not liked by the Communist Party, they don't need uh, necessarily to put him in prison. They just uh, uh, don't allow him to advance professionally in his career. Uh, in, my, uh, in order to advance in your career, you need to, meet, to be 
a member of the Communist Party. If you are not, you can still have jobs because uh, uh, official uh, system and communism is that we don't have unemployment. You receive a job, but uh, we not receive uh, such a good job. It's a lower position. In my family, for example, my mother was a member of the Communist Party. My father was not. Uh, the majority, in fact, of the the member of Communist Party uh, joined the party for opportunistic reason to uh, advance in career uh, and uh, not only in career, for example, uh, to receive uh, a, a repartition for a good house. Uh, many houses are uh, state-owned and uh, uh, is giving to employers, employees, uh, by the uh, committee of the factory or uh, different uh, committees of the organized and controlled by the Communist Party. And uh, in, for receiving a good house, you need to obey the party, for, and so on. This was a very efficient way to control the society for the Communist uh, uh, Party. In Romania, uh, one of the main traits of the Communist uh, Ceausescu dictatorship was the personal cult of uh, personality of uh, Ceausescu. He was proclaimed the genius of Carpathians and uh, a big figure in the uh, mondial politics. And uh, there were not opposition press. Uh, radio, television, uh, newspapers, all were following the line of the Communist Party. And one of their job was to uh, to tell how good is uh, uh, Mr. Ceausescu, the president, and how the entire people love him. And uh, uh, also, they told how good the economy is. The reality was completely different. Uh, you, there were, especially, it started to deteriorate the economic situation in time, uh, especially in the years 80. And uh, there were a lot of shortage for ba basic uh, necessities. For example, if you need milk, you need to wake up early and go to the grocery store to buy milk, because if you go too late, maybe you don't find any more milk. It's finished. It's not a problem uh, that you don't have money, but you don't have uh, milk to buy. You have money you cannot buy, and not only milk. It's just uh, that not only luxury goods, but even basic necessities were a problem in uh, in the late 80s, because the uh, the economy was getting worse and worse. And one of the reasons is that uh, there was developed a system of fake reportings in economy. Uh, the official communist propaganda was that Romanian economy is doing very well. And then uh, those who are uh, in charge of the factories, they could not report that they, they didn't accomplish their plan. Each factory received a plan. 
how much they should produce in this year. They could not tell that they didn't uh, uh, accomplish the plan. And they make fake reporting. And a lot of fake data in the, uh, in the economy, I believe even the government was not uh, uh, knowing exactly which is the situation. Uh, but this was hide by propaganda. All the newspapers were telling, based on fake reporting, look, we produce more than what pl was planned. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, at the end of the years, 80s, uh, the communist regime uh, was not really trusted by the people. The propaganda is telling everything is okay. Everybody is loving Ceausescu. Even in uh, 1989, one year, one month uh, before the revolution, it was the Congress of the Communist Party in which uh, there were thousands of delegates, which all in unanimity elected again Mr. Ceausescu as the boss of the Communist Party. But uh, only one month after this, uh, the entire regime collapsed. Uh, uh, everything, as I told, everything was controlled by the communist regime. They, uh, in the newspaper, you cannot discuss only how good is the Ceausescu regime, only political correct things from the point of view of the communist regime. And uh, even history or literature was censored. Uh, and the old books were not easily available in public libraries. Uh, with special permission, you can go and uh, read old books before the communist era. Uh, they were not available for uh, ordinary citizens. Uh, and... Um, in literature, if a writer uh, wrote something which was against the regime, then uh, his book uh, would not anymore find it. And it was uh, the situation even with uh, some communist writers, which were at the beginning uh, well praised by the regime, and then they left Romania and went to a uh, capitalist country, and, and then uh, their books were not anymore available, and it's like cancel culture. Their books not available, and in uh, literate, uh, in um, literary newspaper, there were no discussion about uh, their writings anymore. Cancel so, culture, how we call it today. Yes, so it's really similar to the cancel culture, really. Yeah, I, yes, exactly. It's exactly what uh, the communist regime told. And in fact, in Romania, it was more important what Ceausescu told that, than what uh, Karl Marx told. Everywhere was uh, uh, speaking in newspaper about what uh, Ceausescu told, not about what very few discussed about uh, the writing of Karl Marx or about uh, uh, Lenin. Uh, Ceausescu was the center of the universe in Romania for uh, official propaganda. Uh, situation was that uh, 
people uh, have all the information outside propaganda for foreign uh, radio station, Free Europe, for example, uh, my family listen a lot to Radio Free Europe, which is sponsored by the American government. And because uh, I am from Timisoara, which is near the border of Hungary and uh, Yugoslavia, we can uh, we could see also uh, TV broadcasting uh, from those countries, which uh, were not in Romanian language, or they have uh, very few in Romanian language, but uh, you still can see something different. And uh, in fact, it was more f more freedom in Yugoslavia and Hungary than in uh, Romania at that time, even that those was, were also communist countries. And uh, also in Timisoara, previously Timisoara was a city with big uh, German population. Uh, and uh, during the communist regime, many Germans emigrated in Germany, but they have relatives, friends here in this area. And uh, through, uh, you can uh, receive information from them how it is in Germany. And you know that uh, uh, somebody who left Romania for Germany and is doing very well in there, and it's not uh, like the propaganda is telling that uh, people in capitalist country uh, are struggling and uh, are oppressed. People in Romania, they were free to move to another country or not? No. This was a privilege for the German people, uh, uh, the Romanian government, made an agreement with the uh, German uh, uh, Federal Republic of Germany to allow and, uh, uh, people uh, from, of German origin to emigrate in Germany. And although it was an agreement for Jews to emigrate in Israel, this was a special, Romanian could not emigrate. Jews and Germans could emigrate and they did emigrate in big numbers. Uh, and as I told, Timisoara was a city previously uh, with a big German population. It, it was united in, uh, with Romania in 1989 after the First World World War. And uh, when it united with Romania, there were more Germans than Romanians in Timisoara. Actually, it's only a small German population which remained in Timisoara. But this is the particular situation of Timisoara. It was part of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire previously of World War One. Uh, okay, and uh, as I told, in my circle of uh, people, which which with I discussed. Uh, there was nobody which really believed in the Communist Party and in Ceausescu regime. But uh, you can have troubles if you speak against. As I told, it's not uh, obligatory immediately they put you in jail. 
They just uh, you receive a worse job. You don't receive uh, a good house or something like that. It's very effective this way of controlling people. At the beginning, when they impose the communist regime in Romania, they need uh, to to use force to put people in to kill some people to put uh, people in prison. But this was immediately after uh, the Second World War. And after a very bloody war, it was something not uh, very exceptional that after a war in which uh, hundreds of thousands of people were killed, then they came communists and in the power and they also killed some people. It's, but after the Romanian people was tamed, then uh, the communist regime you, uh, ke could keep control with a lesser degree of uh, using force. So it's very similar to the social credit system in China, but m without the same amount of technology, no? Yes, this is the problem that Ceausescu didn't have uh, the, the actual technology. And uh, his control of the society was not really effective. As I told, it was a system of fake reporting in the economy. I believe even in the Securitate, which was the secret police of Ceausescu regime, was also a system of fake reporting. Because uh, they were afraid to tell the truth that uh, a lot of people don't like Ceausescu regime, and they just report that, yes, the big majority uh, agree with the regime, and there are only a few number of people which are against it. And... Uh, this is a small number of so-called dissidents, which uh, spoke publicly uh, against Ceausescu, but publicly not in Romanian press, because it was allowed. They wrote letters to Radio Free Europe or uh, some foreign newspapers, and they criticized the communist regime. And then was uh, on the blacklist of authorities. But uh, for official propaganda, those people don't exist. It was nothing uh, uh, in the newspaper, in Romanian newspaper or in television and in, uh, in uh, radio, to criticize those uh, dissidents. They don't just don't exist. Everybody is loving Ceausescu. We don't have any dissidents. For example, in uh, Timisoara, we had a Hungarian priest, Laszlo Tekes, his name, which was a dissident. But uh, nowhere you can find a mention about him in uh, official media. We knew about him in Timisoara because it was uh, at Hungarian television. In 89, uh, the Hungarian television started to criticize, uh, to allow critics against Ceausescu regime. Because officially, Romania and Hungary were both communist country and uh, were member of the Warsaw Pact. And uh, officially is a big friendship between those countries. Unofficially, uh, because in Romania we had uh, uh, 1.5 million uh, people of Hungarian origin. And uh, there were some... Uh, 
concern in Hungary about the treatment of these uh, people. And uh, Lazlo Tekes, which was a Hungarian priest in Timisoara, was a person who spoke against uh, the limits uh, for the Hungarian culture in Romania. Not only Hungarian culture in Romania had limits, Romanian culture also had a lot of limits uh, imposed by the communist regime. Even uh, which is considered and was considered in communist time the biggest Romanian poet, Mihail Eminescu. He, he was in 19th century, but some of his writings uh, could not be discussed because was, were not in line with the communist ideology. It was a very refined system of censorship. For example, those writings of uh, uh, Eminescu, they could be printed in a big and very expensive academic edition, but it could not be discussed in public. Uh, and uh, something like that for uh, also. Uh, the communist regime was officially atheistic, but it allowed uh, religion with the condition that all churches are uh, following the line of the communist party. And uh, uh, it was a shortage of Bibles in Romania. It was not uh, completely forbidden to print a Bible, but when uh, was printed a Bible, only a limited uh, number of copies can be printed. Everything was to be, uh, uh, the number of copies has to be uh, approved by the Communist Party. They approve a small number, but not only Bibles. Uh, singer, for example, he want an uh, album and uh, uh, he need the uh, approval from the Communist Party to have uh, uh, LP and also the, uh, his success is depending how many LPs is selling, but uh, how many LPs are produced is also something that is uh, approved by the Communist Party or a writer. How many copies of this uh, book is printed, it should be approved by the Communist Party. And uh, you can be, we had uh, Romanian writers, which uh, were very successful and were not printed enough books uh, to fulfill the demands. It was partly because of bureaucratic system, it was uh, a lot of, uh, this is the way the communist regime was. But in the moment, uh, the Communist Party don't like you, then you cannot print anything. If uh, you don't tell something openly against Communists, but it's still not very liked, then you are allowed to print, but only a small numbers of books, something like that. It's a very uh, systematic way of controlling what is allowed and what is not allowed. Can you tell us more about... Uh the role played by the press during the period of since you were born until the fall of of Ceausescu the pre, the Romanian press 
was only uh, supportive of Ceausescu regime. Nothing even remotely was not allowed to criticize Ceausescu. You can criticize in the press uh, small uh, uh, functionaries at a low level, but not uh, Ceausescu and not the general, uh, the general uh, uh, political line. And uh, one uh, uh, feature was the personality cult of Ceausescu. They need to tell how good is Ceausescu, and at the end of the regime, they also need to praise Elena Ceausescu, which was the wife of the of Nikolai, and which was proclaimed a very important scientist in chemistry. And uh, all the people from the Ceausescu family, a lot of people received big uh, uh, function in the government. They had uh, uh, a brother was general in the army, another brother general in the Securitate, and uh, uh, everybody in his family, he has a big family. Uh, there were 11 brothers in his family, and they all received uh, big functions. And uh, it was not a discussion, an open discussion. Uh, and the, the lies of the regime were so obviously that uh, people really didn't believe. As I, uh, because uh, you read in the newspaper that uh, the Romanian economy is doing uh, excellent, and then you see that you cannot buy uh, basic necessities, then you see that it is not true what uh, they are uh, writing. Did the people uh, perceive more during the end? Or when you were a kid, when you were growing up, when you were a teenager, before the economy got really bad, because you mentioned the economy got really bad during the 80s, but before that... Uh, did the people perceive that it was all lies? When I was a kid, I believed, because uh, as a kid you cannot uh, have very big political conscience. And uh, in generally, I believe the communist regime. But uh, when I started to become a teenager, then I, I realized that uh, it was not, uh, not true what they told. And uh, even my friends, they also didn't believe in communist regime. As I told, my mother was member of the Communist Party. She went, uh, she uh, joined the party to have a career. She, she was a, a, a stomatologist, a dental uh, medical doctor, and. Uh, she was uh, uh, achieved to be uh, the boss of a clinical, of a dental clinic. And uh, she lost uh, the position after my sister emigrated in the United States. It's a long story. But when you have uh, in the family something which emigrated in a capitalist country, then uh, this is affecting also your career. Uh, 
ok but uh, my my opinion is the big majority because in Romania it was uh, 23 million people at that time and around uh, almost 4 million people were members of the Communist Party uh, and uh, very few really believe uh, what the regime that this is the system where we have to to live in this system this was the general uh, uh, general idea uh, and uh, what uh, that could be so see in 89 when people uprise against Ceausescu if you want to give you details about how this uh, happened it was only one month after uh, after Ceausescu's re-election in unanimity as a boss of the Communist Party and uh, uh, it was planned to uh, the eviction of Laszlo Tekes, the dissident of Timisoara uh, from his house he had a, uh, he spoke against uh, what the regime considered acceptable and uh, then uh, the the church authorities because the communist regime didn't act uh, dire directly against him but through the church authorities uh, churches were also under the control of communist regime uh, the church authorities uh, replace him as uh, in his function of a, as a priest in Timisoara, and they told him to move to a small city, a small village somewhere in northern Transylvania. Is uh, the situation of keeping control of society through job? You receive a he receive a, a, a low rank job in a small village where he will be isolated. And this was the thinking of the authorities. He will be isolated in a small village, it is not uh, dangerous there. But this was the opportunity uh, which uh, people used, and from uh, this eviction uh, started the uprising. At the beginning there were a small number of people gathered around his house to, uh, to show support of him, which was, uh, which was something exceptionally uh, uh, to gather, to show support of something else than uh, uh, the politics of the Communist Party. And because uh, his case was known as a result of uh, Hungarian television, uh, which uh, could be seen in Timisoara and uh, also Radio Free Europe, then other people saw, including me, saw this as an opportunity to uh, start a movement against the regime. Because at that time, in 89, already movements against communist regime started in a lot of other Eastern European countries. And we, it was not discussed in the Romanian press what happened in other uh, communist countries. It, it was not discussed that uh, the falling of the Berlin Wall, for example, but we knew what happened from Radio Free Europe and from other sources. And this gave courage. 
And uh, then uh, many people gathered at that, that place. And from this uh, event, it started practically uh, the revolution. It was an opportunity. It was, it was very spontaneous, no? Yes. In my opinion, it was a spontaneous. It was an opportunity and um, a miscalculation of the communist authorities because they didn't thought that uh, from Lazoteca she can be a real danger from, for them. Because Lazoteca had a reputation of a nationalistic Hungarian and uh, in Timisoara there, there are less than 10% of the population of Hungarian origin. And my opinion is that uh, communist authorities saw so, oh, a Hungarian nationalist cannot be a danger uh, a real danger uh, in a city like Timisoara, where less than 10% are Hungarian. But uh, those who gathered at Lazoteca's home were not Hungarian nationalists. For example, I was there and I don't even speak Hungarian. Uh, but it was just the opportunity we were expecting, and I was expecting, uh, to to follow the example of other communist uh, uh, countries. Uh, we saw, we were informed, not through official newspapers, but were informed, the changes in the Soviet Union uh, with Gorbachev. And uh, previously, when changes started in a communist country, Soviet army intervened and stopped them. It was stopped in 56 in Hungary, in 68 in Czechoslovakia. But now, after we uh, see uh, changes introduced by Gorbachev, we were confident that the Soviet army will not come here to stop uh, a political movement against Ceausescu. And this gave us courage. Because we saw all the changes in Eastern Europe and Soviet Army was there but didn't intervene. Okay, that means it's just a problem of the Romanian people and Ceausescu has no support from the Soviet Union to keep his power. And my opinion was at that time that the system is weak, that uh, uh, even the Communist Party dignitaries are mainly opportunists. They are not really believing. And uh, if uh, we will start an uprising, it can be successful. And it was successful at the end. I was arrested at that time. I don't know if we have uh, time to tell in details all. I wrote a book about this subject, all the uh, events in the Romanian Revolution. Uh, I was arrested and uh, escaped. Uh, from prison after uh, Ceausescu regime uh, uh, fall. Uh, it's, uh, you were you were tortured in the prison. Yes, no? yes. They, uh, there were almost one thousand people arrested in Timisoara at that time. It was a effort because of the regime to keep control. But after uh, and they. People were killed, many of them. They, uh, they uh, 
shoot the uh, the army and the securitate and the police intervene with firearms and uh, many people were killed. I was arrested in 16 December and 17 December one day after they already opened fire against people and there were uh, in Timisoara there were uh, more than 70 people killed. Uh, but this didn't stop the uprising and uh, it uh, it spread in other cities also. People were angry after uh, uh, people were killed. This increased the angry of people, and uh, at the end, uh, Ceausescu was forced to flee from the from the headquarters of the Communist Party. There were hundreds of thousands of people in Bucharest, the Romanian capital which uh, uh, got written uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, assaulted the, the headquarters of the Communist Party. Ceausescu fled with a helicopter and added when he was caught and uh, put on trial and he was quickly killed. And uh, why was he quickly killed? Because I think uh, all those people around him need a scapegoat. They realize that uh, Ceausescu cannot keep power anymore. And then uh, uh, the, to, they need a scapegoat for the, all the uh, hurry, all the, all the angry of the people. Uh, and they told yes, Ceausescu and his wife is are uh, the guilty, and we kill them. And we uh, people from uh, the army, from the police, from, from the armed force, which uh, at the beginning of the revolution uh, tried to kept Ceausescu in power, including opening fire against people and killing people. After Ceausescu fled from the headquarters of the Communist Party, they realized Ceausescu cannot keep power anymore. And then they claimed they were the one who overthrew Ceausescu. This was their, uh, their game. They arrested him, killed him, and also uh, claimed that they are still loyalist forces which are uh, fighting to bring back Ceausescu in power. And this is why we need uh, uh, the army to protect us against uh, Ceausescu's loyalist forces. In my opinion, and also in the, actually is also the opinion of uh, military prosecutor, because uh, it was uh, a trial which, uh, 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 started but is not ended yet about the Romanian Revolution, uh, those Ceausescu loyalist forces didn't exist or were greatly exaggerated. It was just exaggerating uh, fake fighting with loyalist forces in order to uh, 
in order to allow people which were around Ceausescu and supported Ceausescu to claim that they were the one who accomplished the overthrow of Ceausescu regime. It was the National Salvation Front, no? Yes, the National Salvation Front was the uh, self-proclaimed political uh, movement who uh, appeared after Ceausescu fled from the Communist Party headquarters. And uh, they had a television, control television, the only one, because it was in 89, it was only one television station in Romania. And uh, there were not private televisions. And uh, when you have television, you can manipulate people. And the Romanian people, a lot of them really believe that those who took power were the heroes of the revolution that those who overthrow Ceausescu. In fact, many of them were, were just uh, uh, people around Ceausescu who made this game to blame him for everything and claiming just uh, that the merits of overthrowing Ceausescu. And with the television, they managed to manipulate uh, all the newspaper in Romania, which existed at that time, were communist newspaper. Of course, they uh, immediately uh, told that they are free newspapers. Now they don't have to obey obey the communist party anymore. And all uh, became supporters of the National Foundation Front. It's not some of them. All those. Uh, people which are working there were used to obey the political uh, power. And many of them, just by instinct, by habitude, they just obeyed the new political power. It was not uh, uh, something, uh, it was not necessary uh, plot for this. It was natural for them, okay, Ceausescu fled, then, who are the new leaders, we obey them. It took time to develop uh, a free press in Romania. Few months, but a few months were important to, to allow the National Salvation Front to grip the power. And uh, then started uh, the political life. There were opposition uh, party. Uh, but uh, in the first election after the revolution, the National Salvation Front uh, obtained a victory. Uh, what they did immediately after the revolution, they behaved like Santa Claus. They gave salary increase to people, reduction of uh, working time to some uh, categories. They just borrow money and uh, give this uh, to people and improve the uh, condition of the people, which was not uh, difficult because uh, the level of life the, was uh, so bad during Ceausescu, it was not difficult to improve. Uh, immediately after. And then people will say, oh, they are good, those new rulers. We live better than in Ceausescu's time. 
And in fact, all these politics of Santa Claus type politics, uh, after the election, at the end of the year 90, the election were, were in May 1990, and at the end of 1990, already inflation started, and uh, it took uh, some years until uh, it was calmed. And, uh, okay, few improvements at the beginning uh, were uh, show many people lose afterwards uh, a lot more. Another point that I wanted to to talk about is that in your book about the about the the, the Romanian anti-communist revolution, um, you mentioned that uh, that Ceausescu he wanted to do some kind of uh, rural systematization in Romania, and it sounds uh, that he he wanted to move the, the people from the small towns and villages to bigger urban areas, no? Yes, this was one of his plans, which achieved, was one of the problems for which, including Laszlo Tekes, make some critics against uh, Ceausescu's policy. Uh, Laszlo Tekes uh, was concerned that... Uh, Small Hungarian people from uh, small Hungarian villages will be moved in uh, Romanian city, and uh, they will lose their uh, ethnicity in a mixed uh, environment. Okay. Uh, the official narrative was that uh, this is done to improve the condition uh, of life for people, but uh, I think it's more to have a societal control. Because in bigger city and in block apartments, you more easy can control people than in small uh, rural villages. Uh, this plan, it only started, it was not really effective in 89, and it was stopped uh, with the revolution. I don't know exactly a few they started only in few places, effectively, before the revolution. But it was announced, and of course, uh, nobody uh, in official uh, media can criticize it. Everybody should uh, tell that it's a wonderful plan. You either tell the politics of the party is wonderful, either you shut up. This is the system in a dictatorship. It's very interesting how many things that happened during the dictatorship are kind of being repeated nowadays in many countries that are going more left-wing. For example, you, we just talked about this uh, rural systematization where they would move people from the towns to the bigger cities. And this is what the Democrats in the US have plans to do. And also what uh, I heard, that is uh, one of the plans of the German government to move people from rural areas to the big cities. And yes, it really looks like it's much easier to control people when they are living in those uh, power blocks. It's very, very easy, you know? Yes. Uh, in fact, 
if really is a better life in bigger city, you should let people decide themselves. Because a lot of people move in bigger city by themselves. But uh, I don't understand why is this uh, need for a government to make a plan to move people. If really is improvement, they will move themselves. Uh, this has no explanation for the is just the government pretending that they know better uh, how to improve the life of the people than the people themselves. This is utterly stupid. And uh, how do you see all these things that you saw in Romania under the socialist uh, regime? being uh, copied by the free Western countries nowadays. Yeah, I am very concerned about the censorship that I see in in the Western countries. On social media, there is censorship in Facebook. In, uh, and uh, you see, if you have freedom of expression, then uh, uh, any stupid move can be by any government can be checked. And uh, at the end, uh, it seems that only a totalitarian government needs censorship, in my point of view. Uh, and uh, people in Western countries don't understand how bad the censorship is. As I told, in uh, Romania, even the, because of censorship and because uh, Anything which was allowed is only to praise how good the government is and how good the economy was. Uh, it developed a system of fake reporting, and even the government was without reliable data. That uh, uh, and uh, this was worsening the situation. And uh, this censorship cannot have anything good. And as I see every. Uh, is repeating my experience in communist time with cancel culture. I, you cannot like any, some persons in history, but uh, claim they, they don't exist, and they didn't exist, and uh, erase them and uh, erase some opinions from uh, the internet uh, is, uh, is something which is very dangerous for the long, long term. Uh, and uh, actually, there is, from technological point of view, is more easier to make censorship than before, because um, the communist regime during Ceausescu didn't have the technological means to for surveillance. They need to rely on informer of the securitate, which informer were not always uh, uh, reliable. And it was difficult, but now with uh, uh, surveillance camera, with uh, uh, monitoring of posting of social media and uh, monitoring of probably is monitored also uh, browsing on the internet. The government, uh, the, another uh, thing is uh, electronic payments. The government can know exactly what you pay what you bought, what uh, sites of internet you read. Uh, this is very dangerous. 
And uh, people which didn't have the totalitarian uh, experience don't understand how dangerous it is. Yes, I agree with you. It seems that people in the West, especially the young people, they absolutely don't understand how dangerous it is. And uh, so, uh, the after this communist government of Ceausescu fell, uh, these people that were close to him, they got into the power. And so, were they trialed? Were they arrested? How was the this whole system of punishment for these people? Because many of them uh, killed uh, civilians during the revolution and also they practiced a lot of injustice during the dictatorship as well, no? Yes. Uh, in the first uh, revolutionary government, they were uh, two ministers, uh, Stankulescu and Kitsak, which was minister previously of uh, economy and then of the army, and uh, the second was the minister of the interior, of the police, which uh, after many years, in 2008, which means after uh, 18 years, they were convicted of killing people during uh, the revolution. But in uh, 1989, they were presented as a hero of the revolution, a member of the, the revolutionary government. It was a long battle to uh, establish the truth that they were, in fact, uh, against the revolution, and only after they saw Ceausescu uh, lose power, they change sides. Another question I have is, I watched an interview that you had given to another uh, podcast, and on this interview it was mentioned that the Romanian population, actually, they had guns themselves, they, they were armed. Uh, how how is it uh, for how was it for real? Did the Romanian people had like hidden guns that so they could up? No, no, no. You have to explain. Uh, it was forbidden in Romania to have, or very difficult to have your own gun. Gun, but in the revolution, they uh, uh, some of them achieved guns. Uh, uh, few of them disarming the military and. Uh, uh, having guns from the military, few of them, and after uh, Ceausescu fled, then the army changed side and uh, it gave guns to a lot of people. That, but this was after Ceausescu fled, uh, and uh, the army changed sides, and the uh, leaders of the army also changed sides and claimed that they need to fight with the loyalists. This was, uh, and uh, a lot of people were killed in uh, so-called friendly fires. They were uh, uh, claiming uh, two, part, uh, two parties which were claiming to fight against Ceausescu uh, loyalists, but in fact they were shooting at each other. Friendly fire. A lot of people were killed after Ceausescu fled in this uh, confusion deliberately created to allow the leaders of the army 
to claim that uh, they overthrew Ceausescu and they were the person uh, to whom Romanian people should praise for overthrowing Ceausescu. But in Ceausescu's time, it was very rare to a private citizen to have a gun, only if you have a hunting permit, and then you can have a small uh, gun for hunting. But uh, with difficulty, and uh, I remember I was in the army during Ceausescu time, it was compulsory, uh, the army, and it was very strict not to steal a ballot because the regime was uh, uh, afraid that uh, somebody will, uh, uh, I don't know, not to, uh, when we went to exercises and we need to shut at the targets, at the practice in the army. Uh, we need, when you shut, from the ballot is a small part, I don't know exactly how to call it in English, uh, which is uh, remain. And you need to collect all these uh, parts of the ballot which were used to show that you didn't steal a ballot. It was very strict. It was more important for the officers that you show that you didn't steal any ballot and uh, you give the small part which remain after you shoot a ballot than how good you, you are in the practice of shooting in, in the army. Uh, this, is, this is the situation. No, no guns for people in communist regime, only after uh, Ceausescu fled and the uh, army changed side, only then a lot of guns were distributed to the people. That's very interesting. Well, uh, we are reaching the end of this episode, and I would like to thank you, Marius. It was very interesting, everything that you said, and I think that it will clarify a lot about the history of Romania under the socialist dictatorship, and that it will be uh, of great use for all these people to make some reflection and to think of what's going on right now in the West and if we really want uh, this kind of surveillance society. So thank you a lot, Marius. Thank you, Alza. So we have reached the end of this episode. If you like this content, share it with your friends and please subscribe to our channels. The book The Anti-Communist Romanian Revolution of 1989 by Marius Miok is available for download in English and in French on our website libertarianeurope.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. See you again soon. Stay brave and most importantly, stay free.